So we pray mixed covenant prayers because our identity is a mixture of the two covenants. You think about Daniel, Daniel in uh, chapter 10, Daniel prays and his prayers go up and then it takes 21 days to get the answer. And man, you should read, go back and read Daniel 10 and read the description of this angel that shows up. Man, this guy's skin is like a topaz and he's got this gold sash and his eyes are burning and man, and those guys are hanging out, you know, they're, they're around here somewhere. They're with us going for to protect you, man. So that's old covenant because man was separated from God because man was sin at his sinful at his nature. So we would pray. The prayers would go up. God would answer, send the answer back. But then sometimes there'd be that hindrance from the enemy in between your answer coming to you. See, under the old, we would pray. Our prayers would go up to God and watch. He would respond and either send a sign or a prophet or an angel or show up personally. And in the old, that process could be hindered. We still, though, in church, think that we're under the old covenant in how we expect to hear from God and receive from God. I mean, how often do we wait for a sign? How often do we put more stock in what the prophet says rather than connecting with God in our own hearts? I'm not trying to invalidate that stuff, but realize where heaven is. You're not praying to heaven to try to get the answer to come. It's in you. He's speaking to you constantly. You know, so we do those things now. It's, it's we wait for a sign. We wait to hear a word from a prophet. Sometimes we're looking for angels to show up to give us a sign. And the big one is we're waiting for God to show up. You know, under the old, we would pray and just think about your prayers going up and you would know, have to like fill up the bowls of heaven and then tip and give us the answers. And, and people are still waiting for that kind of stuff. There are people gathered in churches right now praying to fill up the bowls of heaven so that an answer will tip over and spill out onto the earth. Man, he already poured out his spirit upon all flesh. That bowl is running over and it's in you. The spirit of life is in you rising up, giving strength to your physical body. It is a wellspring of life welling up unto eternal life in you. You don't have to convince God of anything. He's already moved in Jesus and given you everything he's got. So because we have a mixed covenant identity, we think that we're still praying out here and God's fighting with the devil out here trying to get to us. See, the only way the devil can hinder your prayers now under the new is as you believe and faith rises up within you and you begin to act or you begin to speak or you begin to pray and confess that stuff outwardly. The enemy is standing out there waiting, watching to shove it back in your face and say, oh, yeah, the last time you tried that, this happened. The last time you tried to believe that, then this happened. You think that's going to happen for you? Do you remember what you did yesterday? That's how the enemy can hinder your prayers. It's not that it filters through his hands and comes to you. It's like he's standing out there yelling at you and screaming at you like a little kid throwing a tantrum. And we're like, oh, oh, yeah, I'm going to stop and coil back into myself and I'm going to go this way. And it's like, no, man, you just punch him in the face and keep going. You believe unto manifestation through that lie. Amen. 
You pierce him. You know, we, he's already defeated. He's already beaten. The only power that he has is that. That's the power of the enemy is he stands outside of you and yells lies at you and it's your choice whether you want to believe it or not. And too often we believe it because we don't know what has happened in us because of the blood of Jesus. 